0: Again, uh, we may have some background noise. Now that is, we are in Hollywood, so that can happen. So apologize in advance. But uh, today, I would say I've got uh, Mr. Head to Head. One yeah. might say, or Mr. Motor Trend, uh, Mr. Johnny Liebman. Johnny, it's an absolute pleasure. Firstly, for being able to catch you while you're here. <laughs> Well, before you jet off around about the globe somewhere, I will be jetting off. Yes, so <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you
1: for having me, James. It's a real pleasure to be here. No, no, it's 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 wonderful to have you. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I've heard very good things so about about the experience. So let's let's get into this. Well, that's look. That's only most of that's probably all about Kiwi rather than me. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, there yeah.
0: you go. But other than that, so Johnny, so let's try and get started. Um, I mean, I know I've done obviously my thumbnail piece of research on you yeah. in regards mm-hmm. to how you developed the love for cars. But for some of the guests that haven't done obviously the thirty five seconds of research that I did, can you sort of give us an insight in how you came into? Be coming into the car world kind of thing or what was it the main driver is this yeah person? no absolutely I've, I've
1: told this story a million times but uh the decision uh when i turned 30 the day i turned 30 i remember sitting in my office at work and i was so bored at my job uh i couldn't think of a way to goof off uh, i'd spent about you know the previous couple years really building up Sophisticated ways to waste eight hours a day, it's, which is a talent in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, it just, I turn, you know, and, and you don't think it's a big deal, but I'm like, I'm thirty. Uh, I, I'm just my, if I don't get out of this chair right now, I'm gonna one day be sitting in this chair when I turn forty. Mm-hmm. And then what's gonna happen? So and then you'll be waiting till you are fifty. So there was a, there was a, at the time I think it was a very good site uh, called The Truth About Cars. Still around, uh, much different than it was back mm-hmm. then. It was only car reviews. Uh, and one guy named, uh, Robert Farraga, who I owe a phone call to, uh, he was the only person who wrote for the site and I just sent him an email, just like cold called him and said, Hey, uh, I think I can write about cars. Uh, why did I think that? Uh, well, uh, you know, out of control ego one, I've, I've also known, however, I've always been a very strong writer. I've been able to get a rise out of people mm-hmm. in my writing and I've just had you know, my whole life. I've just loved cars and I, that's what I would think about. Some people would go and. Read about football, or they'd read about whatever you know interests they have. I would just always read car magazines and, and read car websites. And so he said, "All right, go find a car, review it, uh, and if it's any good, you know, I'll, we'll see, we'll go from there." And uh, I found it was a, it was the my buddy just bought a Saab nine two X, which is a fantastic car, the Saabaru, which yeah. I. Honed one. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I had a WRX wagon. The same thing. Yeah, and also,
0: yeah. funnily enough, my the previous guest has been on this week. Alex bono He also had one as well.
1: Yeah, it's a real journalist. Car. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's funny it's how a, it goes. It's, it's a car guy's car. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, sob was the beginning was it of my the career. Five or the six? Uh, the year. Yeah, uh, which car was? Uh, it? Oh well, thirty would have been the O five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I turned thirty. Yeah, so. um Anyways, yeah, so I wrote it, and, and then he, he, he tore it apart. He said it was awful, uh, blah, 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 uh, And actually, he didn't. He just did a lot of red ink, and I was used to – the I wrote for a lot of other stuff. I did, like, movie reviews mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of other things. And, you know, I'd turn it in, and they'd say, great, or, like, you spelled something wrong. We fixed it. I never got any actual feedback. Anyway, so I was like, well, that's not going to work, and I, I put it away, and then, like, like a month or two later, I was like, oh, God, I really hate this job. So I, I, I pulled it out what he had – written and by the way he wrote very good reviews he knew what he was talking about as a good editor um and uh i made the changes he suggested and i resubmitted it and he said this is pretty good great i'll get you some press cards and and i think at the time it was like my head he paid me five dollars a review but i, I want to say it was actually 25 dollars a review oh, okay yeah but it might have been five <laughs> but then i lucked out because very quickly the third thing i ever wrote for the truth about cars Got picked up by Jalopnik. Okay. Now, why did it get picked up by Jalopnik? Because it was good. It got picked up because Davey G. Johnson, who now writes for Car and Driver and a bunch of motorcycle crap, mm-hmm. uh, I had met him at a strip club, actually down the street, Jumbo's Clown Room here, okay. and, uh, here in Hollywood. Yep. Um, Kiwi frequents it all the time. <laughs> I'd met him at a strip club years earlier, that, and, and uh, the story was, he uh, there was a website called Friendster, kind of before Facebook and MySpace, there mm-hmm. was Friendster which uh, us old guys will remember, but it was the original kind of social media thing. And he had met my friend Deirdre on Friendster. uh, And she said, hey, I'm going on a date with this guy. Um, We're going to Jumbo's, a strip club. Um, I'm a little nervous. Why don't you come with me? Because what if he's a weirdo and he cuts me up or whatever? And I go, yeah. And then he wound up bringing a friend. uh, And then him and I wound up, the date went very poorly, I think. But him and I wound up outside uh, not looking at strippers, no, him not on a date, and uh, we just, like chain smoked and talked about cars for three hours straight, which isn't a bad thing to do. No, really. it was great. It was a wonderful night. But so you know, and uh, very memorable, very memorable. And then anyway, so he was working at Jalopnik and he picked it up. And then, I, I, then I basically I went to uh, Mike Spinelli, who was the editor of Jalopnik at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and I you know I think I was the third or fourth person hired. But I said, hey, could I write for this website? You know, and. Um, it went from there, you know, and then five years later, basically Angus McKenzie, uh, who at the time was the editor-in-chief of Motor Trend, uh, said, Do you want to have lunch? And I walked into his office and he said, you know, yes or no right now, senior editor. And I said, uh, I should ask my wife, but uh, let's go with yes and I'll tell her after lunch, you know. And then I've been at Motor Trend nine years now, and then and, and we've turned into this video property, and we just got bought by Discovery, mm-hmm. um, of all things. And, yeah, it's just crazy.
0: <laughs> and so that must sort of be – so how's the transition gone then from being where you've been writing more about stuff now to do more on the TV side of the business?
1: It's weird. Um, I'm going to put my phone on the ground because it keeps buzzing. That's um, all right. You're a popular yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well – it's it's funny, you know. People think video would be much more exciting, and it's like video production is actually super dull. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to Fun make enough, it
0: takes some time.
1: It yeah, to make a twenty two minute video, so our head to head episodes are twenty two minutes. Um, you know, it's minimum three days, minimum three days to produce twenty two minutes. Uh, we've we've shot as many as we just got off of a one, two, three, 6 day shoot. Um, and if you count driving on the weekends, like a seven- or eight-day shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a dullness to it. Now, luckily, my co-host, Jethro, is kind of endlessly hysterical. So we have a good time. And Which I like, helps. I, I like everyone we work with. Um, but And I, I do really like writing. I love the process of sitting down and writing. Now, that said, as pathetic as this sounds, like having a four-hour chunk of time, for me, like uninterrupted these days, like wife, kid, video thing all, everything else random person coming to get you on a podcast random person r- walking up to me at a car show saying you know come on up come on a podcast uh it's hard to get those four hours, so it's very it's hard for me to write and it's it's like anything else it's a muscle right so mm-hmm. the more you write, the easier it is for you and the better you are at it uh so now i I still write once in a while, but when I sit down to write it's you know i'm I'm kicking off a lot of rust. Uh, before I can, you know, uh, like I did write like three stories in a row. I remember that third one. I was like, ooh, yeah, it was like on the uh, Toyota Century. I went to Japan to go drive a Toyota, or actually, be driven around in a Toyota Century and visit the the plant and stuff. And that mm-hmm. that felt like a good article. That was good. It was, but it took it was a third one before you like, yeah, I'm really yeah, into it now. But it was good because my executive editor he said, you know, this is going to do nothing for SEO. No one will read this, but I'm not going to touch a word because I I really like it. Yeah, you know, good,
0: good. And that's what you want to do. So. Yeah. Obviously, you like cars, you had a passion for cars, but oh, when, yeah. when was it that you figured out that you had, like, or someone said, you know what,
1: Jenny, you like cars? You know, it was not ever even like that, it was just my my father, uh, you know, he would just talk to me about cars. He talked mm-hmm. to me you know, he, he, was, he was very much into uh, history, talked to me a lot about history. Uh, he was very much into, like, science, so he talked to me a lot about, like, physicists, mm-hmm. and he loved cars, and he just talked to me about cars, and then his dad, he grew up fairly wealthy, um... And his dad died when he was fifteen, and they lost everything. However, before my grandfather died, my, my my grandfather had a bunch of cool cars: Cadillacs and Buick Roadmasters, and just all this cool stuff. And yep. so my dad, you know, he'd remember those cars very fondly, because we're talking like a '49 Cadillac, maybe mm-hmm. the best looking car you know ever. You know, you can make that argument. He had a '53 Roadmaster, uh, and so I just grew up hearing these stories. You know, he had, he had a '58 Eldorado. Um, And then my dad always had Like kind of oddball cars Like he had a Renault R8 Uh, He was from Canada So he Mm -hmm. he bought it He bought this in Montreal So it was a rear-engined You know Five-speed disc brakes Like totally crazy sedan Um, He had a Datsun 280Z He had a bunch of Triumphs so we always had cool cars, and I just just always knew about cars.
0: And I, mean, I guess from that selection of cars that you named up, was probably for most of them, especially the Triumphs ones,
1: you might have been spent some time working on them as well. No, my dad was not. I don't know if I would not say he wasn't mechanically inclined. He just had no time for it. Oh, so maybe someone else was working on them. No, it just sat. Like oh, okay. he, he, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember he had, a, he had a, a yellow TR6 that I never, ever, ever was in or saw a move. I think he <laughs> bought it broken. They put it in the they pushed it in the garage. It never. Got running again, and then he sold it. I don't think he ever drove it. Yeah. Um, and then, but then I the Datsun was such a revelation to him because it was like huge engine for the time. It was yeah. a two point eight liter straight six. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked pretty cool. Ran, Worked. started every time. Yeah. Like it blew his mind, you know. Yeah. It was coming off of French and British cars, and then it, I think he honestly just bought Japanese cars forever after that. Yeah, uh, a couple Chevys here and there, and a, and a Pontiac, but it was mostly like Hondas and Nissans. Yeah. Just because he, you know, he, he liked the fact that it started. It was, yeah. it was crazy. I had an uncle that had a, a
0: Triumph uh, that uh, caught fire one time.
1: That's Yeah, that's normal. Um, <laughs> only once. <laughs> only Well, <laughs> he, he
0: would have liked it to have been only once, but uh, he was on the side of the road yeah. setting fire, and then some kind person stopped their car and got a fire extinguisher and put the fire out for him, ah. to which my uncle was very, very unhappy about. Right, and he would have right, much right. preferred it to have burned down. Right, to right, uh, got down to the axles.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But these things happen, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, totally. But so I just to finish that. So I always knew about like all kinds of cars more than most people just because my dad had weird cars and showed me weird cars. You know, we'd see a, a, a Citroën DS driving around and mm-hmm. go, oh, that's the greatest. And you just tell me about it. And then when I was like nine or something, I was at the grocery store or wherever and I was like, oh, car and driver or, you know, uh, road and track. Never motor trim, by the way. Never, never motor trim. <laughs> Terrible magazine uh, at the time. <laughs> yeah, and now, until, we're, until you now were, we're incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I will say until Angus showed up. And, okay. and I know I'm kissing my ex boss's ass, but there was a big change. Yeah. Because uh, I won't mention his name, but the guy before Angus, I worked for him somewhere else, and he was terrible, and the magazine reflected that. Anyways. Um, so I started just consuming car magazines and I, I was one of those kids. Is this the story where your mom goes
0: shopping and then you just go to the magazine yeah. and she finishes shopping I would and just, she tells you that you've got to go and then like five minutes later she drags you
1: out? No, I would. my, I would, my parents were cool. They, they liked that I read so like I would leave the grocery store with a copy of uh, Car and Driver, okay. Automobile and Road and Track every every single time we went. Oh, okay. And and I and I would like just my favorite thing weirdly because now well, I used to have to write them and they're really dull but the buyers guides where it's just a list of every single vehicle on sale but I would just like sit there and study it you know mm-hmm. like it was a Talmud or something and uh, you know I can tell you you know the the Nissan 200 SX had a you know 2.4 liter I'm making this up double overhead cam. Uh, four valve, per cylinder. I just knew every single Nolta 60 factoid. to and yeah. seven point eight. I just yeah. knew it all, yeah. Yeah. and it was like second nature. And, I, and what was weird was, and I didn't, I never met anyone else. One guy, uh, my friend Scott Taylor, but even that, he was more esoteric. So I never met anyone I could talk to about. It. So my only relationship where I, I, I where anyone knew anything about cars was the authors of these articles. Mm-hmm. So it was such a treat to start meeting like you know Chuba Cheddar. Like oh my. God, I've been reading this guy forever, you know, and I met like, you know, uh, like Don Sherman and these, these legends, you know, like Robert Cumberford, and who I work with now, um, you know, even Angus, who's kind of legendary, he wrote for Car Magazine, so it was it was really cool to get into the industry, and then I realized, oh my God, there's a bunch of nerds that know every single thing about cars, um, but it was just this, not a secret, it wasn't a secret, I just figured no one else cared about cars, I never met anybody, none of my friends ever liked cars in any way, mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just this weird thing I kept in my back pocket, you know, and then it's like, turned into a career, and so go figure. <laughs> does this mean that now you also have to deal with the fact where any of your friends that don't really know much about cars come to you for car advice? Everyone does, but you, you probably know this too. No one listens. No matter what you say, they buy a Prius. It just <laughs> doesn't even matter. I my My best friend... He bought my old WRX wagon and he loves it and it's about to die and so I said get a Chevy SS manual that's the car you want so he's going to buy one. Okay. Uh that's it though. And no one else no one has else listens. ever Yeah, although it's funny so at, at Liftkigot um Lyft, um this guy came up to me he's like, "Hey man, big fan, you know, blah 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 blah. I bought a bunch of cars because of your reviews." And I was like Oh great! Like, was I right? And He goes, "No, <laughs> totally wrong." He goes, "I bought a Shelby 350R, GT 350R. It's terrible. It's a track car." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that." He's like, "Yeah, I kept breaking wheel bearings, and the engine would heat soak, and da da da." I was like, Woo. "So, um, anyways, yeah." So everyone asks my advice. No one listens except for that Porsche muck. Yeah. So, but, and your <laughs> friend. My one friend, but no, but I'm, I'm telling. I can't tell you how many people I go. This is specifically what you need. You described to me. Everything you want to do with the car, including surfing, and you bought a Prius. Well, the, I have something similar, but they'll generally <laughs> yeah. buy an SUV. Well, now it's an SUV. I, my friends, actually, I will say, very few of my friends have SUVs. They all okay. have Prius Vs. Oh, okay. Which is kind of like an SUV. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's just duller in every way. <laughs> well, <laughs> but they enjoy it, and that's the important thing. They don't enjoy it. That's the sad thing. They just—they don't know what they're missing. I'm like, I to me, I had one friend she had a Honda Accord mm-hmm. and she drives a lot, a yep. lot of driving. Yep. Big big commute. Yep. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah. And I said and, and and you know they have a little bit of money and I said, "Listen. Get a Mercedes C-Class, which is a good car. It was a great car." You mm-hmm. know, it was like about 4 years ago when it, when the new one came out, whatever it is, a W, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and she loves it. She she's like, "I just never knew I could like something this much." You know, because she she had like an entry level Honda or whatever, and it's, they're fine. Yes, they're very fine. practical. They're, yeah, yeah, it's fine. But like the Mercedes is like, it's great. It's you know? a step it's, up. Yeah, you know, and, and so she loves it. So that that was one. And actually, that her and her husband they 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 bought a Ford Flex because it's, they they do a lot of like them. They don't have any kids, so them and like another couple or two couples goes on. They go on wine country excursions, and I'm like, you want a Ford Flex? You know, because that was actually like. You know, it's not quite an SUV. It's just like it's moving adults around. Yeah. You know. So now and now they're all upset because they want to get a new one and, it's like, and they it's don't gone. have that. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the so, Ford Flex. So now you got now you got to get a big SUV.
0: Yeah. So I remember when they launched the Flex with Funkmaster Flex.
1: Funkmaster Flex. That's right. At SEMA. That's right. I was there. I remember that very well. Good huh? times. Uh, no, I always hated SEMA. I shouldn't say that. There. We love SEMA. Motor Trend loves SEMA. That's, that's <laughs> I just, you know, after the 100th Camaro on 28-inch wagon wheels, I, I lose well, interest.
0: Well, I kind of think of, obviously, you've got those kind of things that maybe get a bit tiring after some time. But I always like seeing them because you get to see lots of people that you know at the same time yeah. and catch up with them for a few Oh, minutes. that's totally fine. And that's the good thing about it, I would say. Of course.
1: That's a good thing about auto shows. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm actually, I've actually mostly stopped going to auto shows. I try and go to Geneva because I just, it's exotic and I love all the supercars and mm-hmm. all that. Um but I just – I haven't been to the L.A. show in like two or three years. It's awesome. It's great. It's You've heard of FOMO, the fear of missing out. I, I'm going through uh, JOMO, the joy of missing out. I love it. Like No, I wasn't at that dumb party. Like <laughs> I sat home. I was at home on no, the couch in my I'm pajamas. Sure. I watched Mrs. Maisel season two. It was, it was great. great. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. so comfortable. It was yeah. lovely. It was yeah, how
0: yeah. I much prefer to spend my November. Yeah, exactly. Usually, it com- I'm very lucky in the fact for the L.A., uh, Auto Show, I generally always get sick Oh, oh, oh. the week of. Okay. Bizarrely. It's like, yeah. oh, LA Auto Show, do you know what that means? James is going to get sick. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, I'll be yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm at the flu for like those two days, for the media <laughs> days. And then I go, I
1: can't go with the people. Yeah. Oh, you know, lucky I, you. I've actually, one, one, the first time I missed it, I think I actually had to film a video because we, mm-hmm. we actually have this cadence we have to film a certain, at certain times uh, during the month. And so it was like, oh, great. I'm actually missing it for a work reason. And then the year after, I'm like, I just don't want to go. Yeah. What a drag. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, the cars are cool, but I, you know, anyway, I sound like I'm I'm being obnoxious, which I am, um, but I just I'm kind of over. I went, to, you know, I didn't miss a, a Detroit for like ten straight years or something. And that's, I mean, that's hard work, yeah. Detroit, because it's not exactly the best time of year. Uh, yeah, I don't even mind that. I don't. I I like cold weather, so I was fine. But I mean, I, there there was probably a good five year stretch where I did. Uh, L.A., Detroit, New York, Frankfurt, Paris, and Geneva. Which is a lot. Hit all five for five years straight. You know? And it, that is a lot. Yeah, so I it's mean. just like kind of, next, next. <laughs> yeah,
0: because un- like, even in that state, there's only so many new cars you could see that's coming through if you're going through... All of the shows, yeah, seeing if the same
1: ones come through, or absolutely, and one and or l- two new ones come down the line, yeah, that. And then, and then for me personally, like, as my job has kind of evolved, like, I went from being like oh, just a writer to now really like a, a host or talent, as uh, my new company Discovery calls it. Mm-hmm. I just don't write, I just, they just, they, no one, no, there's no out place for me to write. Um, so, like, you know, they're like, well, should we send you or some someone who's gonna bust out 12 articles? Like, we'll send the guy who's gonna sit down and do 12 articles we know you're not you're just going to schmooze with prs because you know for for what i do i need to like know everyone at at ferrari so i can say hey we need that 812 and so i'll just walk right over there and talk to them you know which is handy which is great i need to be i that's 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 one of the excuses i use to still go to geneva it's like i need to like see all the year all the european prs will be at one place and i can get them you know yeah because then is you that, get the, you get to maybe drive some of those fancy cars occasionally. Well, I have to. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, someone has to, right? Someone because literally has to. Some that, of those owners my don't, job. don't ever drive them. No, well, there's that's a sad fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I, I literally that's it's a weird job. It's a fun job, but I have to drive them. Yeah. Uh, and then someone's going to film you. Well, it has to be. You know, if if you know, it's, uh, if 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 uh, somebody paints a uh, a painting and it never leaves the room, is it art? You exactly, so, exactly yeah. the same thing. Right. So,
0: so getting going down that trend, then obviously you spend your time driving some of these cars. I mean, there must be some yes. that you've very much enjoyed. Oh, sure. And there must be some that you probably didn't quite enjoy quite
1: as much. Are oh, you talking about exotic cars? No, just in general. Oh well, I mean, look, there's you know, there's there'll be something. You know, you have to jump in a minivan and move around. like it's. You know, they're not – minivans are amazing. It's probably the single hardest thing to engineer, right? Mm -hmm. Here you have a vehicle that needs to drive exactly the same if there's a 100-pound woman in it or loaded down with eight people. It has to drive the same. Every single piece of it has to open up, but it has to be the safest car. The seats need to, you know, uh, support giant car seats yet fold away completely flat. Like it's an engineer's – dream mm-hmm. a supercar by comparison is relatively easy right make it light make it stiff and make it you know put big tires on it but one thing they don't do in the engineer minivans is like let's make it fun to drive let's mm-hmm. you know and they just they just don't do that so there's lots of non memorable driving experiences as far as like a modern bad car i mean there're very few really bad cars yeah i was going to say cuz it's very difficult to find a bad car now yeah a few v- ones coming out the 500 l that's terrible um trying to think uh you know i the, the, i'd say the the new five series for what it is is pretty shockingly terrible um just weird that it's a bmw the bmw let it out of the house so to speak mm-hmm. let out of the factory and you know if if you need a reason why if everyone's like how could you be saying that well they spent three billion dollars on their i brand uh they pulled all funding from m they you know, they, at the, if you think about it, takes about five years from when you fund a project to when a car goes to a dealer mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, engineering and development. So, about five years ago is when I was really coming on board and, and, and it was really hot. Yeah. And so, like, building cars is one thing, but then also then marketing them. The marketing budget for cars is massive. So, boy, that's when the five series was being laid down and it shows it's not good. Now, they're, they're making up for it, right? They figured out, uh, the you know the m5 like they they did a really good job with that they took a what i think is a pretty bad car made it really good and then the new 8 series which should have been called the 6 series but anyhow the new 8 series is like remarkably good there's going to be an m8 which i hear is phenomenal haven't driven it um so you know but but like so there are bad cars for sure still but very few yeah
0: i mean because all most cars these days are all very comfortable to drive yeah They're generally, unless they're – well, even exotics are probably still much more economical than
1: they used to be, for example. Sure, sure. And they're generally, rule of thumb, pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, a a lot of that is, you know, suppliers because, you know, the same supplier – makes the, I don't know, brake line for every single car in the market. You know, mm-hmm. and Brembo actually makes every single brake caliper, even if it doesn't say Brembo. It, odds are it's it, a Brembo. Probably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the suppliers are all really good. It's this global supply network. But, you know, there are outliers like the Fiat 500L. It's just like miserable car. Just just terrible in every way.
0: The only time I've ever been in a Fiat 500 was uh, I was lucky enough to be picked up with them in a lift out of the airport. Yeah, awesome. And uh, was it, let's just say it was a challenge with the suitcases.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, we, we, America, we bombed that factory, you know, back in, back in 96, I think. Uh, Zagreb, that was the old uh, Yugo factory. Yeah. Yeah, we bombed it. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough to build cars there. It's good. They're getting payback, I guess, now by selling them all here. Well, One yeah, well, we bombed them because, I, I, you know. They're a the, different the, story, yeah. Well, yeah, I think the Serbians also were, were, were building AK-47s out of that factory or something yeah, like that. Probably not building 500, Fiat 500Ls at the time. No Fiox They were or, or Yugos. They were building Yugos out of that factory at the time. Ah, the so. Yugo. I miss the Yugo. Yeah, you know, got a bad rap. It's not, not such a terrible car. Well, it uh, just had character. The Hyundai Excel
0: was much worse. Well, yeah. I mean, the uh, less said about that, the better. But then,
1: what about some of the cars that you've really enjoyed? Driving. I mean, I could, I, you know, I, <laughs> I have written articles about them. Uh, I mean, you know, look, I drove here in a McLaren 720S. Yes. Spider. Uh-huh. In, uh, what's the color? It's an amazing color. It's called Luxury Aztec Gold. Not to be confused with, you know, non-luxury Aztec Gold. Yeah. Just Aztec uh, Gold. I mean, if this is the luxury Yeah. Edition. It's a just remarkably wonderful car. Uh, it's a Spider, so the top goes down. I think personally, I would get the Coupe. Um, that's just personally, mm-hmm. uh, but but because it is a McLaren, meaning it has a carbon fiber tub uh, center section, if you make it a convertible, all you're doing is adding weight. You're not actually taking away stiffness mm-hmm. um, in, in that car, uh, and and so the performance is still there. It's just it's it's hard to fault it. Now where do you fault it? Well, McLarens still have this you know British shedness to them, where like you know one is really good, and then the next one maybe a bit ropey. Or shonky, as I was, uh, uh, Jethro has taught me that term, uh, which I think is a combo of, sh- of shoddy and wonky, or, mm-hmm. or it's just a weird Britishism. But um, it's a it's a just tremendously enjoyable car to drive. It, it it is alien technology for the street, and it's like strange Saudi Arabian gold looking. And but that the
0: seven twenty is that the one that still has you can't get access to the engine because uh, you can't open
1: it up. I'm I- sure you can. I don't know why you'd want access to that engine. Um, but I'm sure you can't. Well, especially thought, now with the spider. I thought someone would just want to maybe just change the, oh, you know, just all, just check oh, the fluid levels. I wouldn't. Why? Well, would have McLaren do it? I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. I mean, it's exo- it's an exotic engine. That engine, everyone forgets. The McLaren V8 started life as the uh, Nissan. the Nissan. It was it was in the R390. It was um, the Le car. Yeah. So it's actually a race engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, someone, it, I will say, I
0: mentioned that to a McLaren owner, and he got very upset that I called it a Nissan engine.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I I, I wouldn't. But um, right, well, yeah.
0: I said, look, it raced
1: at Le Mans. What yeah, more do you want I mean, to say? Your I engine. Mean, I mean, shit. Have you been following McLaren? Like it's better than a McLaren engine. Yeah. Um, you I think know, they have I mean, Honda <laughs> engines now. But less said about that the better. But you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's like yeah. No. But but again, it's not like if you you know, there's only one surviving, or you know, I shouldn't say surviving, but one uh, production uh, R390. If you were to look at that engine, there's a lot of differences between that engine and what finally made it into production. But that's where that blueprint Blueprint came from and look, look, Le Mans engines that wind up in street cars are awesome. That was the the, the Porsche Carrera GT. Yes, you know you want a racing engine in your street car. It's awesome. Now yeah. Look, it's a great engine. It's a great car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I would say this: the three point eight liter is a pretty good engine. The mm-hmm. four liter, which is in the seven hundred and twenty, and now going to be in the new GT, that's a great engine. That's a, just a terrific engine. And it's, I don't know what those extra 0.2 liters do. Yeah, the magic behind the engineers. man, does this thing scoot. It's just so good. But then, um, so also, as we touch on
0: you having to be driving these cars, where are some of the places that you've been lucky enough to go
1: to to drive some of these cars? Well, I mean, I live, you know, six miles from Angeles Crest Highway, which I think is like, you know, probably the greatest road um, on earth. You know, because it's sixty miles long, and it's just it's just great. And, and so, but right then there. if we take your uh,
0: home court advantage away, yeah, where some when someone says you've got to go drive this car and you've got yeah. a plane ticket, whereas yeah, yeah, the yeah, ones yeah. the destination we you'd like to see? we found this
1: road outside of Molina, Spain. Okay, so Molina is a ski area uh, in Spain. Um, they had a pretty bad winter this year. I mean, they're pretty bad in terms of snow. So it wasn't a lot of snow. We were there. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. In March, I want to say, just after Geneva, and this road is the most incredible road. It, it looks like a rally stage, but 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 set in like beautiful Spanish mountains. Um, it's up it's up near Andorra, um, but not. Andorra is a miserable place to drive, but it's very scenically very beautiful. I understand. Well, there's always Cues there to get into Andorra it's as horrible. well. It's an open-air Costco. Yeah, Andorra as a country kind of sucks. But it's, it's physically beautiful. Also, With the worst architecture in Europe. I was just saying, saying a lot. Yeah. I know some people that didn't even know Andorra was a country. Well, was a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Why would you? It's terrible. Literally, I, there's more gas stations there than like Clute, Texas. I mean, it's a horrible place. Yeah. But right next to it is Molina, Spain, which yeah, is nice, obviously. It's tremendous, yeah. That's a great road. There's some roads up on the north coast of Scotland especially in the northwest where there's no humans mm-hmm. that are righteously good roads. they're um, just the sheep enjoying those ones. <laughs> the, it, it's like so north there's not even sheep. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's right. right. yeah, It's way up there. All right. Yeah. It's just the postman. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, postman yeah. always delivers. Right, right. I don't know if that's true in Scotland, but No, probably. it is. The, they, they, they still get
0: the post. Even when they go up to the Orkney Islands, it still comes every day. Okay, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, so up there, those roads are incredible. And it's just, again, physically gorgeous. Um where else is a really good road? I mean, you know, the Nürburgring, it's, it's a public road. It's like, you know, it's a $27 toll or 27 euro toll. Uh, that's one of my very favorite places to drive. It's just like, you know, if you haven't been, I'm going to actually write this up as an article, but like, it's not that cost prohibitive to go to the Nürburgring. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you find a cheap plane ticket to Frankfurt. There's ways to get there. You can you can stay in a bed and breakfast, which which I've done, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um you you can rent a car, or you can actually like you know, make go on a forum and make friends and get a ride in somebody's car. And if you're an American, tons of guys station there. Uh, buy like M threes and do it on the weekend. There's tons of US servicemen. Uh, and I've I've met a couple and they gave me a ride. actually one guy, I think he, did he let me drive his car? I can't remember. He, he gave me a ride for sure. I think i drove him around in a porsche and he gave me a ride in his bmw but super cool and it's it's just it's the greatest place on earth if you're into cars um i, I always describe it as like so you know you talk to regular people mm-hmm. and they'll say something like 500 horsepower why would you ever need that no one anywhere near the nurburgring has ever vocalized or even had that thought it, it, it's like obviously you need 500 horsepower you got to run an eight minute lap you yeah. know <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's the minimum. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've seen S- Sabine do it in that van where she was going. Exactly. Look, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's two
1: speeds. It's right. fast and stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's you are you suddenly wind up in this like wonderful car culture where it's like, you know, like I said, I, as a child, I was very much alone because I had no one to talk to. Mm-hmm. They're everyone. And like, you know, half, fully half the cars there, if not more, are 911s. And usually performance variants of a 911. The rest are M's. Uh, there's some AMG stuff. And then like, you know, if you see like a Camaro or a Corvette, some bizarre Swedish team has showed up. Of course. Yeah. The Swedes love their American metal. And it's just the greatest, if you're in the cars, the greatest single greatest place on earth. And like, you know, you go to the piston class, you get a stake on a stone, everything there is car themed. Like, it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful place to go. Uh, yeah, but then, so if we take a step back,
0: obviously, yeah, and yeah, talk yeah. about your your home road here, Angeles Crest. Yes. Although, yesterday, unfortunately for you, was snowed out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, with freak snowstorm, May, late May. <laughs> but it yeah. is, it really is a wonderful, wonderful piece of road. It is, it's the greatest. I actually heard, they were talking about banning motorcycles, uh, which nothing would make me happier, because, you know, the slowest anything on a mountain has two wheels, Um and just just being pure car, it's like at the Nürburgring, right? When you when you're waiting around to get on the Nürburgring, what happened? A motorcycle guy died, and they got to go scrape his body off, and it's taking fifteen minutes, which away. isn't ideal. Yeah, well, so it's just like you know, I, we <laughs> we were there a couple of years ago, Philwig, and we're we, and you can. There's a lot of money, but like for uh, fifteen hundred euros, let's say, you can get the track for fifteen minutes, like it mm-hmm. from like seven thirty to seven forty-five p.m. And we got delayed. Like, what happened? A motorcyclist ate it, you know. And we're literally waiting for them to like scoop his body up and and get rid of it. And they're just like, yeah, you know, he's dead. They're just waiting. Like, they don't. Just no one cares. And and no one cares. It's just a given. I yeah. guess. Anyways, yeah. But Angeles Crest, it's a, it's a wonder of the world. It's it's one of the great things about L.A. And and there's not many people up there. That's the other crazy part. You know, there's there's 23 million people. Just below it. I mean, it takes, a, depending <laughs> on where you
0: are in yeah. Southern California and Los Angeles in general, it can take a while to get there with sure. all the cars, but yeah, once yeah, you yeah. get up there... Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I mean, even if you get stuck behind
1: something, you can just take a break for five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. And then, you know, you run into all kinds of cool people up there. Like, like, like I'm, I'm pretty friendly with him now. Good friendly, I'd actually say. But I, that's where I met Magnus Walker. I was, mm-hmm. I was, we were filming something with a Porsche, and he was driving around in a McLaren, of all things, and... And I was like, "Hey, you know, I know you," and, and it was, uh, and it was funny too because they—I uh, saw him pass us because we were you know, in a in a, a layby, as the Brits say, uh, changing a lens or whatever we do—and he passed. I'm like, "I guarantee that car's going to come back, and I guarantee I know who's driving it." And they're like, how do you know? I'm like, I just guarantee it. I, know. I knew it was a press car because I just recognized the car. And it was, it was Magnus. So you meet all kinds of cool people up there. And Magnus, now a U.S. citizen? Yeah, that's right. He became a U.S. citizen yesterday. Uh, yeah. And he's lived here for 32 years. So I guess he figures it was time. Yeah. About yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I actually just found out me, him, he has a girlfriend named Hannah who I'm pretty close with, uh, and my good buddy Schaefer. We're going to be driving to Pebble Beach in, in a, a, a bunch of Lamborghinis. So so that's going to be terrible then, obviously. Well, they are roadsters, so, you know, uh, no, it'll be wonderful. It'll be great. It'll be really, really good. <laughs>
0: well, Which way will you go then? Cause I'm, I'm Don't assu- know. I'm assuming you're not going to go straight down the 5 and turn left. No,
1: no, we'd probably take Highway 1, But, but then that said, there's other roads. I was going to uh, say, would you go through Kern? no i don't i don't know there's like that road that goes through pinnacles 25 it will you know we we just found out today oh okay yeah so i don't know but probably take highway one because it's so that beautiful safe, if we're yeah. gonna have convertibles like might Why well not? Yeah. yeah or spiders i should say um but but yeah so so angela's crest is like you know it's just great and it's for me it's great too because um you like, know like i guess i live six miles from it but my kid goes to daycare uh yeah you know, basically there at at Angela's crest, so I can drop him off and then just Whoop, blast up. pop up the hill for two hours and i'm I'm down by nine thirty you know, and then start my day yeah don't, it's not a bad day to start no, oh, it's great it's great, and, you know and and you know. I need to drive the cars. Believe it or not, it's it's not enough just to like you know sit in them. You got to actually like push them and see what they do. And you'll
0: dr- and on Angel's crash, you'll drive them straight up to thirty five miles per hour and you'll stop <laughs> right there and you'll be like, that's it. That's all we need nah, to go.
1: I've I've only been pulled over once. I, and, and 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 to be, this is I got pulled over. Guess how fast I was going? I got pulled over. This guy chased me down. 50. 48. Yeah, I was going forty eight in a, in a Lamborghini Aventador uh, Super Veloce. Okay. And, Which is uh, obviously that's top speed of that car. No. It's, it
0: doesn't go much faster than 48 miles an hour.
1: As I told the officer, I said, listen, bro, like, you want to write me up at 48? Like, I was just doing 135 for, like, an hour. I have no gas left. I'm literally stuck behind these cars uh, it, it, because like, I can't pass them because I don't have enough gas to pass them. Like, if you want to write me up at 48. And then the, the funny, I'll tell you the funny part was we were scouting the road because we were going to film there the next week. So mm-hmm. with with that Lamborghini, as this red one. And so we're filming, and, and you know, when we film, we shut down the roads. We're lucky; we're, we're we're able to do this. We shut down the roads with highway patrol. So we had two officers with us. So this guy rolls by. The guy that pulled me over the week before. He actually just happened upon us, and he rolls by, he sees me, and I'm sitting in the car, and we have pretty good walkie talkies. And my 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 friend Scott, who works with us, he you know hits the transmit button, and I hear the officer telling the story about how I was going crazy, and. Just driving like a madman, and he pulled me over, but he's a cool dude, so he gave me a break. So I run back there, and I'm like, uh, officer, hi. Um, will you tell the other officers how fast I was going when you pulled me over? And he's like, 48. And they just started laughing at him. They're just <laughs> like, ah, 48? You pulled him over? We're going, 48? Were you bored? Like, you know, it was great. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it
0: is funny how. So, another question that, yeah, that leads yeah, yeah. off from that: How difficult is it for to pull permits,
1: to do filming, and things like that in Los Angeles? Is it very because I mean, obviously I have Hollywood here and whatnot. Yeah, well, you know, look, yeah, those film LA is what mm-hmm. we use. Um yeah. we, you know, we are an actual reputable production company. Obviously, I have two full time producers. Yep, uh, that's what they do. Yep, um, so I say, hey, we're gonna film on you know next or whatever, not next, but you know, in a month on Tuesday, the third on that stretch of road, can you get a permit? And sometimes, you know, they come back like, nope, like Little Tahunga Canyon for some reason, another great road uh, here in L.A. Little Tujunga, for some reason, they're not doing permits. There was a, you know, a fire three years ago, and they just, yeah. they just just can't get a permit there. Um, and then sometimes we have a stroke of good luck, like we got rain, we got snowed out of uh, Reno last week. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess we have to move it down to L.A. Um, maybe try Mulholland. Something you know, and and it was like, Hey, great news! Roadkill is already filming on Mulholland that day. Uh, they have a permit for the whole road, so all we got to do is hire the CHP. We're already cleared to shoot there as a company, you know, which is great. Um, so yeah, so it actually wound up saving us a lot of money, uh, going down there. But yeah, there's a a film permit fee, and not to get too in the weeds, but uh, depending on the road, maybe you just need CHP to say okay, Mm -hmm. maybe you need a uh, state agency to say, okay, maybe it's federal land, then the feds have to sign off. Maybe it's all three plus a city. Like we we did one in Marin County once, and it was it was a nightmare. They actually invited us, and getting that permit was a nightmare. <laughs> there's, there's literally the Marin County Tourism Board said, we'd like you to film here, we'll help you get a permit. Blah, 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 we're in this park. And then a park ranger, she was, I don't know what her issue was, but she, she goes, speed limit's 17 miles an hour. It was like 30 kilometers an hour, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was, I think it was 17 miles per hour that it worked out to her, 17 and a half. I'm like, yeah, well, it says here clearly on the permit that we're permitted to film up to 90 miles an hour. She goes, speed limit 17. And she literally followed us around.
0: <laughs> and the
1: CHP guy's going, and he, we were filming a Hellcat, and he owned a 392 Challenger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I guess I outrank her, but she's, you know. Finally, he, like, talked to her. We were able to do the episode, but yeah. So it's it's it, permitting is a whole weird thing, but it, it's you know, and I guess I getting say- a road and paying for the officers probably four thousand dollars for the day. Yeah, but then I was so. going to say the next thing, obviously, working with the uh, C uh,
0: California Highway Patrol would be handy as well. That obviously they'll be taking part in everything that you're going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, so they have good relationships with them, and that helps. They're awesome.
1: Uh, I've had in the eight years I've been making videos, I've had one guy who was a dick. Uh, and he was, cause he was, again, he was like, no, the speed limit's 55. I'm like, we're going to go faster than 55. He's like, no, you're not. (laughs) I'm like, no, we're, we're gonna. And then he's like, all right, well, I'm going to call my supervisor. And I'm like, please do. And he's like, okay. She says, if you want to kill yourself, go ahead. And I'm like, great. You know? (laughs) Um, but no, they're, they're, but they're, they're as a, as a, as a group, super, super great to work with. Um, and it saved my ass more than once where I get pulled over and uh it's like, Oh, I remember you from you know, Highway one ninety eight. I'm like, Oh yeah, how you been? You know, he's like, slow it down. Like, Thank you, officers. <laughs> you know, so so that that's nice. But we we love working with them. Um they're they're super cool. And as are most cops, they're card people. Yeah. You know, like I I can't tell you the number. Of them, they're like, oh, man, uh, I need a ride in that. I'm like, all right, you know, just take off your gun. And- yeah, and hop yeah, right yeah. in. Because I, I, I just don't want to be in a crash with a gun in the car. Yeah. Um, and and it would and- probably be uncomfortable for them, too, when they sit down. Well, that's the thing. Like, getting into, like, a carbon fiber bucket with, like, your bat belt on is yeah, probably kind of yeah, yeah not going to happen. But most of them turn that down because I think even though they're off-duty officers, I think they kind of have to have their guns. But I remember we- <laughs> this one lady. She was my favorite. She shows up. She didn't even bring her belt, and this other officer is like, "You didn't bring your gun?" And she's like, "What am I gonna do? Shoot a coyote? Like, we're just here <laughs> controlling traffic." And then she got in, and she was awesome. She just filmed the whole, filmed and cussed the entire time. That was at that SV shoot, actually. So. And that's when you know you, she's having a good time yeah. like she, when someone, yeah, no, they're has they're a mouth. yeah, 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 oh yeah, but they're, they're completely great to work with. Like, like I said, I mean, probably, you know. For a while, there's three videos a month times eight, whatever that is. You know, yeah. one dude wasn't cool, and the rest have been like fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And and by the way, once his his deputy or whatever said we can kill ourselves he was fine yeah he was like that's yeah. okay well i guess good. as long as i don't have to scrape you guys off the road yeah i great. think it was also more because he, he, he came up, i thought he was joking because we had like a viper acr and a z06 and he's like you're not gonna be breaking the speed limit are you and the way i heard it is like sarcasm and i was like oh no officer and he's like no i'm serious and i was <laughs> like oh shit like yes we're gonna be annihilating the freaking speed limit um, you know. uh, but we're filming on a closed road. And, yeah, of course. You know, with, with really good tires. Yeah, so. it's the important thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then
0: speaking of that, so obviously you mentioned you were going to Pebble Beach in the Lamborghini. Yes. What are some of the other, um, I should say, events and shows? Because obviously we just caught up at Lufthansa Cult. Yes. Which I enjoyed. Hopefully you enjoyed it just
1: as well. Lufthansa Cult super cool. Yeah, I mean, especially this one was like, what? Like,. I was telling everyone, like, what are they going to do next time? Like the deck of the Titanic. Like, how do you top well, Warner Brothers' I,
0: backlog? I think the famous one on Instagram was DC Chavez put together. That it's going to be on Mars. It's yeah, what they're planning for the next one. Yeah, that,
1: yeah, that's the only way to do it. You know, top of the Empire State Building or something.
0: I mean, yeah, I
1: mean, the top of the Empire probably wouldn't be as many cars. Well, you know, it's big up there. But yeah, I, I have no idea. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, I don't know. That was that was a wild show. Um, and you know, it's funny because my wife's like, "Ugh, like this is what you do all week, and on the weekends you want to go look at cars." But like you know, like last weekend, I, I was I went the Hot Wheels Legends tour rolled through mm-hmm. town. I I was one of the judges, um, which was actually like a, a really nice honor and a fun time. And it's cool because most of the cars are pretty home brewed that show up at the show. And the, what what the judges do is we look at all of them and we pick one that has a chance to actually become a real packaged hot wheel. Which is a cool idea. It's really one, neat. The yeah. one that won last year was a lot of fun. Yeah. That thing. Oh that J two yeah. Yeah,
0: the two J Z thing. Two yeah. J Z, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like little like buggy kind of Buggy with a turbo cockpit. and a cockpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, super cool, and and it was fun. And, you know, I got to, uh, you know, as I say, judge with some guy named Jay and some guy named Adam, and who are not yeah. bad, who are not bad guys. Uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I've been getting to know uh, Leno, Jay Leno. I've been getting to know Leno, like actually quite a bit. I've just been, I was on a show, and I've just been doing a bunch of stuff with him. And yeah, he's another like just giant car nerd. Like, like it's not fake. He's actually like really into cars. Yeah, and he and really likes to play with them as well as fix them. Yeah. And I, know this is, this is my, I have a lot of Leno stories. I could tell, this is the one I always tell people because I don't know, no matter what you think about the guy years ago, um, uh, my friend Schaefer brought his friend, Annie, uh, we were hanging out, we were doing some project at Leno's garage. I can't remember what it was, but anyways, we're there and Annie's a civilian. She was just friends with Schaefer. She lives in DC. She was in town. And you know, we're having Jay gets pizza for lunch for everybody. And, and, uh, she goes, you know, Mr. Leno, um, my dad wanted me to ask you, what kind of car should he buy? So, you know, uh, I would probably make a joke out of something. Like that. But anyways, I was, Leno sat there for 18 minutes and, and just talked to her. Like, well, what's your dad's budget? What does he value? Da, 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 da. And at the end of it, he's like, yeah, he should get a Chevy Volt. Like, I've, I've got a Volt. But, like, just the fact that, like, there was probably i don't know 40 50 people there that day mm-hmm. and you know like i'm sure jay has business something going on with all of them this is just a girl that showed up as a guest of our photographer and he took her question as seriously as anything i've ever seen him anyone ask him and i was really impressed i'm like who like who takes makes the time to do that you know it was it was, it was, it was and, I, and who is he performing for? who does he have to impress like nobody yeah. you know so it was it was really cool so but anyway yeah so the, the legends tour super fun um uh, Pebble obviously I've been to Goodwood. That's that's another one I would say. The Festival of Speed. Uh super cool. I want to go to the Revival. Yep. Um that's super cool. I also I think uh, so you it, haven't been
0: to the Revival? I've yet? never
1: been. I got invited this year. Uh you I should... get invited most years. Here's the problem is it clashes with Motor Trink Car of the Year. Uh since September and it's yeah. usually Yeah, it's kinda of difficult. And, and September, August and September are nightmare months for us, uh weirdly. We do all of, our, all of our best drivers' car and of the year stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming, because obviously, it has to go to press and
0: print and everything like that, and then it the takes up. Yeah, so, yeah it's 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 made just up.
1: they're just big programs. Mm-hmm. Anytime it's like here, you have 40 cars to drive. It's like it's just a big time suck. Yeah. Um. But I I, I, I was invited this year. Um. So maybe I'll go. What would you dress up as? I have never thought about it. That's know? the important thing because you
0: can have to go in. Costume. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I don't know. you have know. to stick to the part. Oh, you have to stick to the part? Oh, look, obviously, yes. Oh, 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 oh. There's peer pr- pressure. what pressure.
1: What are my choices? What Do you, you pick an era? Is that, yeah, so... Okay. so I, I would be like Wolf Barnado. Barnado. I, I, I'd, go as, <laughs> I'd go as him. So, another, another famous Jew in the car industry. <laughs> uh, you know, he bought Bentley at one point. Look... Yeah. I mean, that
0: that might be pushing it a little bit further back. Nope.
1: <laughs> <But> <laughs> Come no. on, 20s and 30s. It's perfect.
0: No, I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah. My, my father likes to go as often as he can, and he always feels like you have to go in character, and he generally varies it up. Who region. does he go as? So most of them revolve around U.S. military uh, outfits that he likes to okay. wear for okay. sticking. Ah, okay. And so the one year that he went where I was able to get him press credentials for it, he got his press pass, which was you stuck on your arm like old style, and then he made sure he had a camera that had the flash. But it didn't press it because he didn't want to keep changing the boat. Right, but right, the idea right, was right, he right. had the big one, the camera to go with it. So he was very happy with that.
1: I saw a picture years ago of uh, – I think it was the Yalta conference. And, and Winston Churchill, uh, with Stalin in the room, showed up wearing like a uh, RAF bomber's jumper, like an orange bomber's jumper. So, maybe I'd wear that. Look. Be good. And then he'd be Stalin. He had the cigar. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Churchill. Churchill was like, you know, Stalin's wearing his like weird military tunic, and Churchill shows up dressed as an airman. I was like, that's, that's pretty good. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, it goes Winston Churchill. I mean, of course,
0: then you get to smoke cigars all day. I would—that's what I love. And my, drink lots, lots of booze, and then say incredibly inappropriate things. I mean, I think you'd fit I'm, right into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, one of my big passions in life is cigars and bourbon. So I and I, saying you know, inappropriate things. And actually, nothing. There's nothing that gives me more pleasure than, than giving bourbon to Englishmen, uh, because you know all all uh, members of the UK, shall we say, are convinced that scotch is uh somehow like this wonderful drink. And I always as I always tell anyone who's British, like scotch is literally made in used bourbon barrels. Once they're done making bourbon, they ship them to Scotland. And that's that's where all your fancy scotch comes from. So you're not even getting like the real taste. So like my my, my cousin Ben, who I love, uh, lives in London and he's a member of the, the Royal Scotch Whiskey Society or some private whiskey club and it's good stuff. And I gave him a bottle of scotch uh, for Christmas one year. And uh, he had bought, I think, five bottles of this this private label stuff for all the siblings, and we drank all five. And then I gave him a taste of the bourbon. He's like, "I can't believe this." I'm like, "Yeah, that's about a three, like out of ten. You know, like I gave some good stuff next time. And so, anyways, but getting off track. But yeah, I would go Winston Churchill and make all the Brits drink bourbon. I think Look, is the way to do it.
0: I like it. Yeah. So speaking of that, then as we tend towards looking to wrap it up, if people are looking to track. Uh, you done for your content? Where's the best place to go? What's the best protocol? For I'd say that?
1: Instagram. Uh, yes. Just my name Johnny Lieberman. Uh, no H and Johnny. Uh, I before E in Lieberman. But yeah, um, that's I, everything. Kind of flows out of there. But you know, obviously Motor Trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will make a pitch because uh, this is how I get paid. Like subscribe. You yes, know? It's, yes, it's five bucks a month. But soon you'll get Top Gear, uh, Top Gear USA, and you'll get seasons two through twenty-four of the the British Top Gear. Which is uh, kind of not too bad for $5 a month. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. And plus you get roadkill and all this other cool stuff. Uh, and you get my show head-to-head, and we have a bunch of other new shows coming. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, you know, buy the magazine, subscribe to the channel, go to the website, social media. Uh, that's probably the best way to keep up with what I'm doing because I'm, I'm a pretty heavy user of instagram you are you keep up there i like it you know it's 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 a good time and it gets in and you know it gets it nets me a lot of opportunities yeah so like this show
0: i know it's wonderful so johnny thank you again for taking the time of course very much appreciate it of course it was fun do it again i know you're a busy boy Mm. and then you're gonna be heading off to all sorts of different places Uh, i'll go to
1: italy on tuesday and then i'm back on the 31st, this makes no sense because you're going to listen to this in a week, but uh, I'm back for uh, well, nine when days. Li- when they listen to it, you'll be in Italy. <laughs> Think right, like that. Right, right. But then I'm back for nine days and then I'm off to, let's see, London, Belgium, Germany and France. So, not too bad. Yeah. I wound up at Le Mans. Not too bad. Oh, It's going to be, it's an awful <laughs> trip to end up at, right? <laughs> well, we had to stop at Spa and the Nürburgring. Oh, well, right. we started at Newport Pagnell. so were at well, you know, the Aston Martin Works factory. Yeah. But then we went up to Le Mans. So. Well, hopefully they give you those new fancy wheels from the No, hopefully they don't. <laughs> Jesus. What was, what is <laughs> happening with those wheels? Like I said in that post, I I know a guy who pretty well now who works at Aston and I, there was a DB9 007 and it's pretty tacky. I mean, it's like and he he says, "Oh, that was a, you know, JF uh, uh GD car." I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "Oh, like, just fucking get it done." Because some some marketing guy sold it, you know, to the dealers, and they just you have five minutes, like make a James Bond car, you know, and then in five minutes they probably all fifty of them sold. Uh, I'm sure they did, but it was really bad. And I, this one is like, I guess I thought about it a little bit, but well, I just think that it's impressive what you can do, whether
0: the design is to our taste or not, one might say, but impressive what you can do now with wheels and how you're able to cut them
1: out and everything else under the sun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't certainly like to be the one cleaning those wheels, oh that's what God. I would say about no, that. No, no, five spokes. I mean, those those things. Nice we're, we're talking about the On Her Majesty's Secret Service Edition DBS Super Leisure. Oh, also, since we're talking about ways to tweak the nipples of Brits, always tell British people that your favorite bond is George Lazenby, the Australian, because they, uh, they, they hate that. I mean actually, who else would you pick? <laughs> I, I just think that's a great movie. Tell us of all this as Blofeld is like the greatest. Uh Diana Rigg, the most beautiful woman ever, playing, you know, Mrs. Bond. Yeah, and George sort of lucked into that role as well, but it's a whole different story altogether. Well yeah, that that's I saw this documentary on him, it was interesting. So he did that role, got very famous. Was in Swinging London, yep. uh, At the time, you know, 1969. He said and you then, want to come back and do it again. Well, he just started eating acid by the handful and just lost his mind. Yeah. And so they're like, we're gonna have to get Connery back. You know. Yeah. So Connery,
0: yeah. George is nice, but he's yeah. not that nice.
1: Well, he was just. Well, apparently Connery's not that nice, but you no, know, Leslie was just out of it. I mean, he just. He, but you know, he was a model, he was a male model turned actor. Um, I don't. Know. I think it's a great movie, and, and a, I, I think it was, wasn't he a potential Olympian as well for starter at the time. Yeah, was well, swimming or something. Yeah, I something so. like that. Yeah, yeah, diving or swimming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something aquatic. Yeah, and, yeah, but I I think he did a very good Bond look. Yeah. It is what but, it is. Right? But I, I tell like any British people, especially my family, that they just think I'm out of my mind, yeah. which is which is fun, of course. Yeah, yeah you know better than Timothy Dalton. <laughs>
0: yeah, very true. <laughs> well, Jenny, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. As always, please tell someone else to subscribe, and you should subscribe them without them knowing. Give us a very positive review, at least five stars out of five. Try for more. Um, if you've got any questions, please feel free to message me. Remember to follow us at no Breaking on Instagram and Facebook. That's N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. And make sure you subscribe to Motor Train because it is awesome. And thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.